is what I mean to say. Lime, duh. Uh, 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 uh. Wah, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, let's do a lifestyle episode, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Motherfucking shit. Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody, after you listen to this episode, you're going to be saying, I love myself. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling. Yo, these are our bonus uh, lifestyle episodes we've been dropping on Mondays. We're talking about uh, life, fitness, and uh, really just uh, 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 really like anything that comes up and we're answering your questions while we wait for professional wrestling to happen. And we talk about our everyday lives because we are three-dimensional people and we see how wrestling affects that. Normally, we throw a wrestling metaphor in there. We track how wrestling... I mean, what were we talking about in the main episode this week about uh, being like, hey, you can't work me because oh, of yeah. wrestling. Like, Will Smith, you can't work me. As a wrestling fan, I know that you have a K- you live a kayfabe life. Lifestyle. You are a complete phony. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we get into. But hey, in studio to my front, as always, Nasty Newman. Oh, how about it? That's right. Hey, and joining us in studio, the first lady, uh, the social media guru, Erin Finnerty. What up? <laughs> yeah. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we have the engineer in studio, the Canadian dream slash my Canadian nightmare. Anoush McAdam. First multicultural megastar engineer <laughs> in history. With a Anoush fucking McAdam. killer quaff happening. Look at the, look oh, at the, look got, at the quaff on the hair. Anoush's hair There's is like, incredible. You look, I feel like Patrick Swayze should be fucking ripping, ta- hanging tan inside that J- quaff. J- run and jump at me. I'll catch you right now and I'll spin <laughs> you around. But Anoush is a handsome man, has gorgeous hair, and... Newman is seems a little jealous. But, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> no, he's a proud bald. I'm um, a voice of time. Proud, proud bald. He's a proud bald. That felt racist. That felt racist. That felt racist. Baldest. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he's a standing bald man. Standing. Yeah. Oh Oh, it's because I'm so virile. All right. Let me tell you another thing. All right. You take a picture of me. You take a picture of me standing up. You got me out of my seat, calling me a bald. You doing Jeff Foxworthy impression? What, I, I, you got hair on your head. You might be Southeast Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful heads of hair on these guys. I mean, what are they eating over there? Dude, try to drop a you might be a bald. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. If you, yeah. Uh, uh, if you catch women checking their makeup in the back of your head, you might be a ball. You might be a ball. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't remember the last time you bought or touched shampoo, you might be a ball. <laughs> if every time you're at the bar, you got people poking your ear with a cue stick, you might be a ball. <laughs> a ball. Oh. You might bald. A bald. Wow. A bald. Anyway, uh, we're right. really finding new ways to be hateful here yeah. on the podcast. Bald, bald is beautiful, baby. It's yeah. all good. Absolutely. I will say it's never. I, okay. I, it's never. I've never felt like less of a man because no, I don't have hair. You shouldn't. Uh, but if I had hair, like long, like I, yeah. I would grow it 
so long and Hell I would yeah. never stop headbanging. I would just always be just oh. like whipping my hair around like a fucking helicopter. There's still well, a space for that. You could get a wig. Sounds like you and all of us dodged a bullet. <laughs> 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 oh, oh no, there, yeah. there comes Newman headbanging down the hallway. It would be <laughs> so greasy, I would not wash it. You'd have a fucking three foot diameter like radius yeah. around you. Yeah. Yo, oh no, we got to back up. We got a helicopter Newman coming through. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Ever since he became a Hair, it's been a nightmare. Oh god, I can't escape it. Well, the crazy thing is, when I, whenever I see Ziggler, I mean, you look at his hair and you're like, I mean, yeah, the FPI on that guy, follicles per follicles inch, follicles per inch, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, majestic, gorgeous. He has a true lion's mane. Yeah, 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 it really is. And it's like beautifully colored. And I, <laughs> yeah, what? No, no, you know who else? Uh, Jacob Wysocki. You know Jacob Wysocki. Yeah. He came walking through the. Uh, the training center doors the other day and he looked like a fucking lion. I had to stop him. I'm like, bro, you look majestic. His hair, same thing, where it's like, there are so many follicles per square inch that, uh, yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Ziggler, jealous of Wysocki. I know, sh- I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, the thing right. is, I got enough hair right now where I can grow it out and I'm excited to see where it's going. Yeah. But man, it is out of control and I can't find my hat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, let's... Let's get into yeah, what are we uh, even talking uh, about? Uh, yeah, this episode about is about hair. Uh, Anosh, <laughs> well, hair is part of wellness. Anosh, can we bring up the questions? I want to make sure that Absolutely. we get uh, that we get to uh, your questions because we had a couple last week we didn't get to and you know stuff. But uh, quickly, uh, let's check in because Newman, we didn't have you here last week. Yeah. Uh, how's it going with you and uh, your? How you feeling? Any? Uh, uh, I got a couple things too here. If you don't have anything, but anything with uh, your. Uh, Routines or anything to get into? I know you've been crazy busy with work. That's why I'm kind of asking you. Like, you've been busy. Have you had time to manage it? For people who first listen, Newman lost 114 pounds yeah. uh, over the past five years. Mm-hmm. And you did it by being honest with yourself. Like, you would go on walks. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm not going to run, but I'm going to hike like a motherfucker. But now you're like real busy and you seem more stressed out than normal. How are you managing it? How do you keep it in check? Still using the MyFitnessPal? Where are you at? Yeah, yeah. So it's really just, it's all about, I've said this before it's just making the choice to eat the like healthy thing if you're just talking about like a diet right uh i uh i'm proud of myself i've been like i said i've been working every single day for the last 21 days in a row uh i work in a place where there is a farmer's market literally a fucking piss length away with delicious foods uh i've avoided it i've had salads i've had just straight up meat no carbs i've been really like conscious about what I'm putting in my body and just like making, it feels good to just like, no, this is the way I eat. I'm not going to cheat. Uh, if just because there's a it's fucking non-negotiable. Yeah. Just cause there's a burger joint, just cause there's like donuts right there that I can fucking smell every day. Right. No, not for me. Right. And so it's just dead. I'm in a place where it, I've come too far to just start fucking around. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's still just a choice making the choice not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I'm good. I'm still, I'm down, I'm like almost at 170, so. Right, coming yeah. down from, in November, you were how much? In November, I was 200 and like 10. Because that was when you did your next big push. Yeah, After yeah, the yeah, initial yeah. Uh, like 100 blast. The did track you? of it goes, so from like, I'm not going to give the specific years, but it goes two, 290, 290, 199, 230, 210, 175. That was the gotcha. that was the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Journey. Cool. Um, 
And and uh, uh, I want to add a couple things, and then you guys can uh, use these as jumping off points for yourself. And then I want to make sure we get to these questions because we yes. have more. We got to get to the questions. Okay, yeah. we have about ten seconds. So <laughs> something yeah. I've decided is uh, I uh, I. Uh, I'm trying to cut out red meat like entirely. Yeah. You should. Okay. Yes. I'm actually on a similar trajectory. I so I barely eat it to begin with. Same. Okay. I had a thing where I, uh, I I I I bought some steak recently. Yeah. And I bought like a larger quantity than I thought. I was like, I saw steak and I was like, I think I want to eat. Like I, I haven't been eating steak, and then I ate it and two things. First thing is, I naturally every once in a while get real grossed out by steak. Yeah, just naturally. Yeah, it's flesh. It's I weird. know you guys don't really eat it, right? And I'm like a you're a vegetarian. I'm, yeah. Yeah, Aaron's a vegetarian, and I'm just more into chicken. Right, and so the, uh, I get naturally like I, I, something happens where I just start like being like when you cook it. So one thing is like when you cook steak yourself, <laughs> you see it like bleed, and it, it like when when a restaurant gives it to you, there's something about it where you don't get like behind the scene. Right. They wipe the plate. Like if you take a steak right. off of the grill, it's like oozing all over your plate right. and, yes. the, and the restaurant they wipe that shit yeah. you know what I mean? right 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 uh, 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 there's something about that that grosses me out like because I cook my own food yeah. and it's also another benefit of cooking your own food is that you see the raw ingredients a little bit and then also um, I uh, use it in my fitness pal like tracking my calories yeah. and stuff right you use it too right I You're do saying? use it yeah well I'm in a weird place right now where I don't have anything to cook with in my apartment because I'm moving. You just moved to LA, yeah. Yeah, I just moved and was on a road trip. So I'm eating like tuna and right. like, you know, so I'm not cooking. But when I'm in a normal space, I usually use my fitness pal. And I'm just very regimented about what I eat. So it's easy to track. Right. Right. And so I, I'm saying, so with the red meat, I started tracking it. And mm -hmm. right. And I'm trying to hit certain uh, calories do and macros goals. Like, and I do. And I weigh okay. everything. And then I started realizing it was really hard to hit my goals with steak mm. steak adds a lot more calories mm. than chicken and a lot more fat right so it's throwing off everything and it made it like where if i eat steak i gotta eat so much less of other foods yeah, yeah. that i was like it's not worth it chicken right well i eat i i mean i chicken like it's uh 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 is way leaner i was like oh i didn't so my point is not like what you should eat but i'm saying as a tip something that happened for me is that from tracking my food was able to realize the differences between even proteins. Yeah. Like that is unheard of for me to even recognize. First I started by weighing it. So then there's the weight of it, but then actually knowing like this cut has this much fat in it and seeing exactly what you're trying to get. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. I think that was like a big revelation for me is that like, Oh, the consequence of steak is that I lose other foods and it made me eat it less. Not gonna, to mention we talked about steak, you know, that like, the global impact of it, which I'm trying to be well, not a part of, but I can't. I don't think I can give up chicken and still live my fucking meathead lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have a, a very good friend of mine is an, is an oncologist, and um, right. she's like, yeah, she's like red meat. You just gotta stop. It's bad. Yeah. It's a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. Not only that, but you know, um, like you talked about before, factory farming is bad, and not only for the environment, but um, it is bad to consume just because you never know what you're gonna get. So I have found like when people I know who eat a lot of red meat and chicken, but depends on where you get your chicken, yeah. I found that they're, when these people get sick and it's inexplicable, I always ask, have you had like red meat or like some weird chicken recently? And the answer tends to be yes. Right. Cause you can sell, cause no one's really watching these farms. Like you can sell 
meat animals that are diseased and you eat it and then you get sick so i think if you eliminate it or you at least know where your source is right you're going to be better off yeah. i mean i guess i never know my source i'm not breaking the necks of these i mean shop it shop it i shop at whole foods only whole foods yeah that's right. all i can say red meat is literally other than other than drinking like a cup of butter it's the worst thing for your arteries and heart health in the world it's like why old men or men die very young from right. heart disease it's like i ate a lot of red meat in my life died when I was 55 I mean, from like, a jammer. I know so. people our age who uh, eat red meat every single day and it's like they don't look fantastic. You know what I yeah, mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. it's not skin, a one-way ticket right. to getting jacked. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you gotta- it ages you too. All the shit in there, that's bad for your skin. You're not going to look hot. So anyway, I'm saying this is that for me personally, again, like nothing, nothing on here is like, hey, here's what you got to do. This, that you track whatever works for you, you know, uh, is that like I'm going to try to cut out red meat and here's my rule for myself of being honest because one thing about me is like I always try to be honest like I think Newman saying like I know I'm not gonna run is like a staple yeah. of, the, of these lifestyle episodes like yeah it's like I that's a big thing to me is I always like make I, I in the past I fell into the trap of like I make goals for myself that are completely unrealistic or something that I'm not excited about even when I decide to do it yeah is I'm like what I'm gonna do I think I can do is I think I cannot cook steak at home at all and then only order it at a restaurant where I'm like, I gotta eat it from this place. That's reasonable. Right? So if I'm like, I'm going out to like, I really like Mastro Steakhouse, right? It's a restaurant I really like. Me and my wife really like going there for like special occasions. We go to the one in Beverly Hills. They play music. It's a fucking amazing restaurant. If I'm like, uh, if I say to myself, oh, if I go there, I might get Porterhouse and I go there once a year. <laughs> like, yeah. if we're going to be honest, like right. I'm not going there all the time. I think I can live doing it like that or if i'm like hey i'm in somebody else's house and this is what they're gonna feed me yes i'm like i don't i'm like that feels like very doable for me yeah and i mean you're not sick you, you won't be a pain in the ass that way you know what i mean you won't have to tell your wife we can't go here because i right. don't want to have steak um i think that that's really smart and you know it to allow yourself you know to eat a steak every now and then or have a carb from time to time right. i think is it actually helps you stay on track better. Right. Not to be too preachy, but it is weird how we've just decided that cows are like okay. To, and they're so similar to horses, basically, like, you know, I mean, anatomically really and like emotionally. They're very similar. You know, they cry for their babies and stuff, just like an emotional oh, being would. Yeah, give no. Give me a no. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotion no. the PETA representatives. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but just, I don't I don't post much on Facebook, but I actually posted something recently and a lot of people from the comedians of wrestling group commented on it. Uh it was many, many people would you many, say? Many, people, oh, I would say. Many, people? many people many people love this video. Okay. Uh, and uh it was a in, like a hidden camera <laughs> investigation that came out this year into the Fairlife Coca-Cola like factory farms that produce all the dairy and supermarkets and stuff. It's like Coca, Coca owned by Coca-Cola, so it's huge. And it was like all this savage abuse, like oh, yeah. horrible, it's like bad. one of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life. And Drink it was just this year. Yeah, yeah it was I just haven't had milk like, okay. in, I have not had milk in about 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I eat some cheese sometimes. I so like yeah. cheese yeah. on that too. So it's the same shit. No, but, but, milk. Oh, but you know what? Yeah, the thing milk. is this, is I don't want to, look, I feel like that stuff, it's propaganda. It's not propaganda. Oh, <laughs> well, PETA oh. is a terrorist organization. It is. No, no, no. Yeah. Wait, I'll what is propaganda? You mean I believe that stuff? videos on the internet showing the abuses that occur in these places, it is a little bit like vegan propaganda. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, trying yeah. like, hey, come over here. It's okay. It's great. Be like us. Um, yeah, I think our goal here is like, I think what works for me is, uh, uh, again, that stuff's fucking terrible. 
is like, hey, how can what, what could you do in your life? Because I think what always scares me is like you come at me with like animal abuse is bad. I go like, oh yeah, 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 okay, got to change. All right, and then actually, to be honest, I get overwhelmed by it, scared for a little bit until I can. Uh, until I can conveniently put it out of my yeah, mind totally. to continue, yes. Yeah, yeah. continue yes, my yes. life the same exact yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's why I try to think about it in terms of, like, even right now, I feel the... Pre- and, look, this happens with everything. It's like somebody takes a real hard stance, and then you're like, all right, fine, we're going to have the fake combo. We're going to have the fake conversation about <laughs> yeah. this. Good. You're like, well, we're all the best. We're all angels. <laughs> we all don't drink out of plastic. We right. all blah, blah, blah. We don't, you know, uh, like that. But I'm not saying, no, she would of do that. Of course not. No, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm right I, with I, you. I do the same thing. Right. Yeah. I'm saying, but if we think of it in a realistic way, I'm like, well, I don't have to cook red meat on my stove. Exactly. Right? Like, I'm like, that is something I can completely control. Is it like if I'm at a fucking water park for the day and like the only thing they got <laughs> is hamburgers, right? Yeah. Or like whatever, action, uh, 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 if yeah. I go to Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's those things that, that's the last time I think I remember like ordering a hamburger. Right. It's like Universal Studios. Nice. Like, what the fuck else am I going to order here? Right. You know what I mean? There's something about a hamburger also that like, and this is like a cultural thing in my house that like, the hamburger is always the safest thing to get. Yeah. It, like when we grew up, it'd be like, just get the hamburger. Right. Like call, and then, but it's funny because that feels so backwards to me. Like, like the why? safest thing would, because it's like still like, I'm trusting their meat. Oh, right. Like fresh, you know I mean? right, right, right. french fries would be the safest mm. thing to like get. Like the safest yeah. thing yeah. you get is like anything, veg- it would be like, just get a salad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be I like, believe that. French fries safe. are vegan. No? Yeah, I eat, I fuck up some French fries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yo, French, French, French fries. French fries and Caesar salad. If you're trying to like eat at a restaurant, and mozz- a mozzarella food. sticks are vegetarian. Yeah. Okay, so here's my next thing I want to bring up. Yep. I di- I worked out this morning 7 a.m. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I went for a run with my wife at 7 6 30. Okay. Wow. Now that's not a normal, uh-huh. but I do work out at 8 a.m. most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in 8 a.m. So I'm I am that is early. But I'm like, there's like that part of me that's like, I want to go even earlier. There's something fucking amazing about like, um, at, I'm like done yeah. working out before people are waking up. Yeah. It's like something about that that is, that's like, cool, I got my full day. But I'm finding that when I'm doing this, I'm just crashing <laughs> in the middle of the day. So do you, I, I was curious to put this to you guys. Sure. Do you ever work out early like that? Do you think that it's like you get used to that? Yeah. So when I, I don't work out early anymore. Uh, but when I was like for, when I first moved here and I was waking up at 6am taking a hike, uh, literally for, from like 630 till 11am. Like I was out for hours. Right. Uh, and I found that as long as I was eating, uh, like proteins and like, uh, all day, my energy would like stay up. It was like, if I, if I stopped eating or if I like, uh, if I let my sort of heart rate go down, then I would like crash. But as long as I stayed active and was just kind of like doing stuff all day after I worked out, I felt fine. Is it like that shark, you know, like the shark, if the shark stops, it dies I mean, or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Like that. Is it like, cause I think that's a problem for me because what happened, like I, I sit down to write, like I'm working on this film right yeah. now and then I sit to write, I'm done. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's not. But I bet I could play basketball. Right, right, <laughs> You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, well, even now, like I, like I said, I'm not working out, but like uh, usually, like with my new job, uh, I have to be there at, at, at nine recently, but right. I've been waking up at 6.30 anyway, getting to where, to the area that I work at uh, by like 7.30 or 8, and just like kind of like being there for a while. Uh, and I found that, as yeah, again, like as long as I'm not 
starving myself and I'm eating and I'm kind of just like staying on my feet, I'm not as tired as like, even if I had woken up at like 8.30 and right. I rushed to work and then was, you know, stressed uh, about getting there on time. I think is your body, as long as you, uh, once it's up, if you keep it up, it'll stay up. But, you know, right. it's, once you stop, it's like, okay, time for rest. I think right. too, if you like drink coffee, for me, it's a big deal to get a caffeine boost before any activity in the morning because I've made the mistake of doing like a 5.45 a.m. spin class. Oh, and then, shit, five, four, wow. And then by the time I would get to work and at my desk, I wouldn't have had coffee before I used up all that energy so I'd have like a splitting headache for the rest of the day at work. Yeah. So I think um, caffeine before you do anything that early is going to help you and it's probably going to make you feel better when you're done and maybe keep you from crashing. I don't after. think this guy needs more caffeine. But in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Not well, at, you know, recording time. <laughs> we could do a whole caffeine thing with me because I don't know what I, I mean I, I rely on it so hard and I need more and more of it like I'm a real drug addict yeah. with the caffeine caffeine doesn't I don't know what the there's something with my brain where like caffeine doesn't necessarily wake me up me, me either it keeps me normal I yeah. know it doesn't give me a boost anymore like it does for Dan but like when I drink it if I if I don't drink it I feel like shit I get right. a splitting headache yeah. that I can't get rid of right it's, I need it's it mostly to poop in the morning Oh, your morning constitutional. Oh yeah, beautiful. I I think uh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. People, I, people, people. All right, I want to ask you one more thing. Uh-huh. Okay, because um, this will be our fir- our first dabble into mental health. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 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 which, to be honest, just I'm being honest, is like uh, I'm not like scared to talk about it, but I'm like. Listen, we're not doctors. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that's no. all I'm saying. That's, like, there's a disclaimer. There yeah, so the disclaimer. Also, I'm going to, I, I feel comfortable commenting on my mental health. Sure. And I feel qualified to comment on my right, mental that's health. Right, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk that's about something that's light, is. and then we'll do deeper stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we can get into like more, uh, and I think, that I, I know some listeners have asked me like, hey, when you do the, when you start getting into mental health stuff, I'd like to, co-. so we have some listeners who are like, oh, I would like to be involved, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really cool. I think, and, and we'll get there. Um, uh, I I I sort of talk about like, do you guys have any rules for? And I, this comes from being a performer. I had a show this week that I didn't like how it went. It, uh, you know, I didn't like how it went, and it was it was disappointing to me, right? Sure. And I feel like I can really harp on that and do a lot of hypotheticals. Oh, I should have done this. Should have done that. I could right. be like hard on myself about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I try to set these rules for myself, which is like an old improv thing. Actually, I remember talking about this with uh, Corey Brown, who's a listener of the podcast. We were on an improv team together back in the day. And like, I remember it was like, hey, I think he said, uh, like, I'll be ma- for bad shows. I-, I allow myself to be mad at myself for bad shows for one day. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I- I- like, you know what I'm saying? I find, like, I, I really don't want to give it anything. <laughs> like, I don't, I feel like. I don't think it's helpful at all. Like right. I want to be a tank where I'm like I can accept that it didn't go well and then that's and then let it go right away. Right. You know what I mean? Uh but I don't know if that's realistic. I would say that so this thing didn't go that well. And also my other problem is this is a separate thing is that it didn't go really poorly either. Hmm. It just didn't go the way I wanted it to go. It didn't go fucking great. Like right. I wanted to knock it out of the park and I just did fine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then I'm like, 
you know, so then I start thinking it's worse than it was. So then right. that spirals a little bit. Yeah. What like, I did yeah. to myself is that I let that night, I, that, that night, I kind of thought about it a little bit, but I'm like actively having conversations with myself being like, hey, um, I go, hey, Dan, like, uh, you know, you know what? Th this is pointless. This is not getting you anywhere. This is not doing anything. Do the math. Once you do the math, click it in and then move on. Right. You know? Yeah. Sure. And so do you guys have conversations with yourself like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh if I'm if something's on my mind, uh like and I'm trying to sleep or whatever, uh or like let's just say, yeah, I did something like um uh, uh I did a show with the UCB4. I played guitar. Yeah. Uh, I hold myself when I'm playing music to a much higher standard than I do when I'm performing comedy because I feel like I'm a better musician than I am a comedian. So right. it's like, it's just, I know what I can do uh, and I'm still kind of figuring out like comedy. But um, I, you know, I fucked up a couple times when I was playing and I'm laying there in bed thinking about it. And I, I, I remember just saying, saying to myself, because it's something I say to myself a lot if I'm like laying awake at night thinking about something, it's just, there's literally nothing you can do about it right now. Yeah. Just let it go and go to sleep. Right. You know, right. you just have to tell yourself, like, it, there's nothing, even, it's two, it's three, it's one o'clock in the morning, even if there was something in this, in this world you could do about it, it's one o'clock in the morning. Right. There's nothing you can do. Right. Just go to sleep and, and just try to let it go. And then as far as like giving yourself one day, I don't give myself one day. It kind of just goes away after a day. Right. Like on its own. I just kind of stop thinking about it. But there is like like a 12 hour period. Where I think I'm that's like, like for me too, but I would like to have the control to be like, I would like to be like better about that. Yeah. And that, that might be like, my wife will tell me meditation helps with that stuff. Yeah. And She's it is very sort of big a, into meditation. It's sort of a framing thing for you where it's like you're framing it. At, you said it where it's like, right. it didn't go poorly. It just didn't meet your expectations. And expectations ruin everything so yeah. it's like you're you frame it as you're choosing to frame it as less than what you expected and then you're wallowing in that that area when that's just that's something you invented there's no there's no measurement right. you know what i try to do i try to think about what i would say to someone else in that scenario and i'm always like I'm like, oh, well, I would think that was fine. Right. I, mean, yeah. I think like that that went fine. Or yeah. also I would be like, you're overthinking this well, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like my husband's a musician and, you know, I've seen him play. And then sometimes you know, I'll have a great time in the crowd and not notice that anything's wrong. I'll be like, oh, that was terrific. And I'll be like, oh, it was fucked up, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, you know that you're the only one who noticed it. Yeah. So like, right. you just have to deal with it and get over it because the rest of us were like, it was fine. So I think that once you, you know, not only can you not do anything about it now, you can't change it, period. Right. And you just have to accept it and move on. Yeah. And also know that you're probably the only person who's, even dwelling on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like no one's watching yeah. Dan's show being like, it could have been better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say like the, the other part of me, the devil, that, that it's totally correct. That's the right way to look at it. The devil part of me, like if angel devils on my shoulders, or whatever, the devil part is like, for, for me, it's not an angel and a devil. It's uh, non-denominational. It's, it's William Regal and Tajiri. Oh yeah. 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 My, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Mine's uh it's two Betty Boops, <laughs> but one is in red and one is in white. Okay, got it. Okay? Um, okay. I don't know what that says about yeah. me, but it's just what I pictured. I pictured a Betty Boop with the devil horns yeah. and, uh, yeah, and a halo. Yeah, that's traditional. And a halo, yeah, yeah. Betty Boops. They're yeah. always Betty Boops. Love Betty We love Betty Boops. We right? love Betty Boops. Classic Boops. Americana, <laughs> American carnage. All right, so anyway, but uh, part of me thinks like, 
is like I'm like well I got funny and I got good mm-hmm. by being real fucking tough on myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. there's that part of me that's like, well, when you were in the trenches of this shit and you were like, the, like you were hardcore, yeah. you beat yeah. yourself up. You were like in comedy boot camp. If you're not doing that, then now you're falling off. Yeah, but I think there is a there is a healthy way to beat yourself up. And I luckily, think, to be yeah. honest, I don't have as many shows where I feel this, like, where right. I, I that, that's the lucky part, is that I've gotten to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty happy with with, with how I do, and, like, most of the time, I'm like, oh, that didn't go as well, it's minor, the, the amount of shows that, like, go where I, they affect me are, are they are low, fortunately right. for me, right. you know? Yeah, and I think there is a healthy way to beat yourself up, uh, I think that there's, like, a difference between, I'll say two things, there's a difference between, you know, being, like, uh, like to yourself, like, uh, like I, you can do better mm-hmm. than that, right. and you're a piece of shit because you didn't do better, <laughs> right? And I, there's obviously yeah. a difference right. there. Uh, and the other thing I'll say is that, and I've said this before on this podcast, is that 99%, and I'd even venture to say 100, 100% of anxiety that you feel and stress that you feel about a given situation comes from wanting it to be different than it is. And the incongruency between wow. reality yeah. and your desire for what reality should be. And having a picture in your mind before you even it. get there. It's all of it. You it's all I mean? expectation. And I it all comes from you creating it's this It's in your thing. head. Yeah. yeah, it's totally in your head. I think, um, like, I just moved across the country from the East Coast to L.A. And, like, you have it in your brain how it's going to go. And then it turns out to be this like long torturous process and it was really bad and caused a lot of anxiety in the beginning because like my house wasn't selling. I got to quit my job. I got to do all this. And like once I accepted like you don't really know how this is going to go. So don't imagine it in your head and have this picture. Then it all just kind of fell into place and it was difficult, but it wasn't causing me like anxiety. Yeah. When you, when you dwell on stuff, you, you tell yourself a lot of lies. You're just sitting there and you're telling yourself stuff that doesn't exist. Like these people noticed or blah, blah, blah like that. But, uh, all, everything you guys just said is all an example of adversities, right? Like I didn't play guitar well and, oh, I didn't have a good show or, you know, my move didn't go perfectly. Um, severe, severe, well, okay. So if say it didn't go great, but, uh, so severe adversities would be like, People who get uh, run over by a car and their face is deformed or something, that's a really severe adversity. And people go into a depression typically when they feel adversities, even small ones, right? Like you. But scientists or psychologists have recently- Don't diminish my plight. (laughs) (laughs) Deformity, Dan's little stand-up show. (laughs) Same same thing. Uh, But So happiness is a new study in the psychological field. Mm. For years, we've been studying depression. That was the major thing. But in the last- uh, like a couple of centuries or uh, decades, people have been studying happiness. And the thing that they determined that allows people to have the most happiness because everyone feels depression is their ability to bounce back from a depression, not to, not to reach an, a happiness. Like, uh, once I get this much money or whatever, mm-hmm. it's actually the, the steps that it takes to bounce back from these mini adversities that brings you happiness. So it's like, Oh, if I got, if I got my face run over by a car, I'm deformed. What's the next step to get me towards a little bit of happiness? Well, it would be probably getting a surgery or or dressing up, putting a nice shirt on, feeling good about myself, getting back out there. It's not like, oh, I've got to get, I've got to get the perfect face again. I'm going to, you know, I've got to get my life back. No, it's you take these little steps and that's how you get happy. They've actually like studied it. Like your brain just needs to do little bits of work to get back to some sort of baseline happiness. Well, no, it's funny that you have such like a positive attitude here because we actually have this recording of you from earlier. I think you suck. 
everyone in the inner sanctum. I definitely think you this suck. This is you getting coffee earlier. <laughs> This whole situation sucks. I, mean, I was just trying to give people adversity to bounce back from, Dan. You know, I, yes, you know, yes. Yeah. You're helping them. I'm helping them. They uh-huh. just don't know it. Yeah. You know what I like to do uh, as far as happiness is concerned? So I think a big thing in like, so a big thing in like MDMA therapy uh, that they do, that they <sighs> tell people. Molly. By the way, which we don't condone here. We're actually uh, all on MDMA <laughs> right now. Uh, you should condone it because it's in phase three clinical trials to be approved by the DEA. It has bipartisan support uh, in Washington to declassify MDMA as an as a schedule one narcotic Go to nuts, assist cool. to assist so soldiers with PTSD. <laughs> yes, it's ridiculous and dumb. <laughs> but um, but you can so in in this therapy, what they and also psilocybin therapy. Uh, shout out to Oakland. Uh, the, uh, they, uh, they tell you that like, so when you're in this blissful euphoria, right. Mm -hmm. To, 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 the goal is to attach that feeling to a gesture or to a thought so that you can access it when you need it. And so absent of being on drugs all the time, what I like to do is when I'm happy or content, I will, uh, say it out loud. I'm like, oh, I, this is great. I'm happy right now. Because I, 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 what most people do is only notice when they're upset. Oh, this yeah. sucks. This whole situation sucks. I'm so, this pissed me off so bad. That's actually the break from the normal, which is you being happy. Right. Like you right. being content and and okay with the way things are. That's so when true. you feel, when you notice, oh, I'm not pissed off right now. I'm right. having a good time. Say that out loud. Yeah. Notice how it feels and 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 carry that forward. That's a tenant that people use in couples psychology and couples oh, really? therapy is notice when you're happy. Not because the only time couples question their relationship is when they're mad and they're in a fight. Right. But they're like, the time to address the tension in your in your uh, in your relationship is when you're happy. Talk about hey, we're happy right now. Why do we get mad at each other? Like, uh, what would spark this? And let's yeah. talk about how we're happy and why we're happy. So yeah, that's a uh, yeah. That goes back to the happiness thing versus studying depression. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, again, but how come I have, I have this clip of you? We were like, <laughs> I should have known better, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's you regretting. I mean, I don't know. You're all over the map here, but uh, it's good I have this proof here, so we can call out the fallacy that is a notion. Uh, but wait, let's hit some of these questions so we don't forget. Uh, uh, and and obviously, we'll get back into these topics of lunch. I got. Wait, I actually, your, what's your out? When we uh, uh, we got to wrap up in five minutes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. That's time for a question, right? We'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe we'll, if if well, I don't know how this. We also have this cash in, so maybe we'll squeeze those in, and then that's it. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you want me to do this one first or yours? I think I have it open too. Okay, go ahead. When you travel for mania, this is from uh, Lauren Howard. Uh, what up? Oh. When you travel for manias, etc., is it hard to stay on your diet and exercise as much as it is for me? Mania this year, I think I drank in total maybe two bottles of water. I usually drink two liters mm. a day. Uh, the entire uh, two bottles more of the entire trip she's saying she had, and ate maybe two full meals of garbage, lots of booze, and didn't work out. Any tips to stay on track? Well. That weekend in particular yeah. was difficult because there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally drink a lot of water when I'm traveling, like conscientiously. Yeah. Like, and I drink specifically smart water when I'm traveling, just because like that's my go-to. Yeah. Um, but as far as diet that weekend, I mean, I saw Alex. You were like, I had eaten more carbs in two days than I had in yeah. six months. Easily. And then when I was with um, Nick and Jack, we just ate food at like two in the morning because you're getting home. So right. it's hard. But on the other hand, if you're so busy, you're not really doing as much. So you're not eating as much. So, you know, it's difficult. I think 
keeping the volume low and not drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I have two pieces of advice. One is, uh, if you can, plan a wrestling match where you have to be in mm-hmm. trunks. Mm-hmm. So this way it'll keep you on track because you'll yes. be held accountable. That's what I did. But also, my second thing is, like, I don't. Like, to be honest, and I don't plan to, is that, like, I actually, what works for me mentally is, like, I stay on track when I'm not on vacation, and then, like, big weekends, I go fucking nuts, and then I get back on track right after. Yep. Um, I try to drink the, I try to keep the water. That's one thing I do, but personally, water... I need to drink water anywhere. Like, I get headaches and, like... Yeah, I get, like, dried out. Right, like, I have to drink water, but in terms of, like, diet and fitness, no fitness, no diet, I stay... Part of my mental plan is, like, I stay on... I stay honest and true, like, when I'm not... Got nothing to do, right? Like, when I'm on my regular routine. But then, like, if I'm going on a trip, I go, like, hey... I'll bring the clothing, but if it doesn't happen, I just know when I come back, I hit it, and I don't get fucked up about the results. Like mm-hmm. my fitness journey looks like the that like that's this is what you think success looks like chart, but this is what it really looks like. Mine looks like the well, this is what it really looks like, and I and I just know that. Yeah. So I, I honestly think like mania weekend, fuck no, I'm gonna be chicken fingers the yeah. whole weekend, and yeah. I'm gonna go Taco nuts. Bell. Yeah, Taco yeah. Bell. Uh, we, I literally, it's a tradition. I eat Taco Bell the next. Yeah, uh, we mania. had Taco Bell like two thirty in the morning after Calmania. I mean. Yeah, because I'm looking at fun. Like, that is fun to me and, like, worth yeah. it. So that's that balance of, like, living your life. But, like, if you're, you're a normal week, try to try to be honest with yourself like what Newman's doing. He's yeah. like, this is my day. My right. day is that. So that's what I would say. Yeah, same boat. I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's a choice. If uh, Just recognize that it's your choice, that you just have to choose to eat healthy if you're on vacation. But if not... It's just temporary. Yeah, luckily we're not John Cena. It's like, just temporary. We don't have to be, yeah. we're, not, we're not wrestlers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, just get back on it as soon as you're done, and then try to put as many days in between that and the next time you uh, do that, and right. you'll be fine. You'll be Real fine. quick tidbit about yeah. John Cena: I went to a restaurant that he frequents in San Diego last weekend called yeah. Cowboy Star, and they have a button in the computer. They said the John Cena button. What is it? It's two uh, like I don't know the name of steak, but it's two giant steaks. Wagyu beef. Maybe, maybe stacked on top of each other, and that's how he eats it. Wow. Like a double decker Dan's steak. Dan's going to go it's there and order it. It's because he's a fucking robot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just, you think that they would give me the Cena if I ordered it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or they'd be like, no, he doesn't try. come here. No, yeah. They'd be like, they got to they gotta hide that. It's not the droids you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Can I hit this cash in? I think or we no? got to wrap it. We got to wrap it. my right. train. But can, all, right. all right. Well, this cash in. Can you keep track of it? So yeah, we'll we have keep it, it on the board. Time. We'll get it next time. Anyway, hey, guys, thanks for listening to our Cow Lifestyle Yay. episodes. Aaron, thanks for joining us for the first oh, time I'm on so the Cow Lifestyle. I hope I can come back and do more of these. These are really fun to listen to and to be a part of. The feedback has been good on them. I think that they're fun. We're, and we're waiting for wrestling to happen when these come out. Um, maybe we'll see if we record. Uh, no, but we recorded too early, so that won't work. Forget that. Forget that Forget thought it. that I didn't say. Uh, but these are free on the main feed. Feel free to share these with your friends who are not necessarily pro wrestling fans or looking to get back in. These can help people uh, 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 get back into it. And send us questions that you want us to answer. We have more that we'll get to, and we got these backlogs, so we'll get them in future episodes. Uh, comedians of Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. And our main episode, our normal episode, will still come out on Thursday where we discuss all things pro wrestling hey everybody keep watching wrestling cheers up kisses
This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. <laughs>